the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. All right, this episode of the College Planning Edge was originally broadcast on our Facebook page as a morning episode of College Coffee Talk, which we do every morning, facebook.com slash Lockwood College Prep. It was actually a very good episode if you can deal with the two-plus minutes of uncontrolled giggling by me over a, a uh, an inside joke with Harry the intern and me about his camera work. Uh, <clears throat> beyond that, the, the content was about um, the trends and observations we had after attending a conference a week ago of educational consultants, people in our industry, the college advising industry, in the middle of May 2022, where we observed trends about financial aid, the, the rules changes when those are actually happening, what they are, um, some information about admissions, and along those lines, before I let you listen to the episode, check out, if you have a 2023 graduate, check out our summer boot camps at lockwoodcollegeprep.com slash bootcamp. And the new fast action bonus we added, which is now included if you enroll before June 1st, hopefully you're listening to this before then, uh, it's worth 3500 bucks. this bonus, and it'll help you get more money from college, which might even pay for the whole boot camp. Who knows? Sit back, enjoy, and please share this with anyone you think could use the information. And please give us a good rating if you think the content is uh, valuable. Hi. Hey. All right. Welcome to College Coffee Talk. Pearl and Andy Lockwood from Lockwood College Prep. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. And yourself? Enjoy. If you're with us, enjoy a complimentary fake cup of coffee. This is real. Cheers to you. Cheers. Simultaneous sip. Here we go. Mm. Yeah. That's good. All right, so let's get right into today's show. We were off last week because we were braving dirty, filthy, urine-soaked Philadelphia. That should help with the coffee enjoyment. Uh, because we went to an industry conference full of college advisors. I believe there were more than a thousand people there from... Not, not just college advisors, but also some uh, therapeutic folks, right? They had yes, I felt much better afterwards. <laughs> you didn't act that way, cause, <laughs> mostly because of how disgusting Philadelphia was. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, but there was uh, a lot of people with, um, I don't know, from like Montana and Wyoming. You know, they had these, Utah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. That, was, that was pretty interesting. But in terms of what we want to share with you today are, are a few takeaways that we um, observed from interacting with our colleagues and breakout sessions and uh, things like that that I thought were pr pretty interesting. Um, do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, sure. I, I'll, I'll jump into a couple of my takeaways. Um, well, one, I, one, uh, some of the trends that are expected are the, remember that whole test optional thing that you guys were getting lulled into? Thinking this was going to be the wave of the future? Eh. Nope. Sorry. You'll still see it because colleges have a lot um, to gain in attracting applications for admissions that 
affects their yield. I know there's so much chatter about, you know, what was the admit rate of this school and what was the admit rate of that school? And yeah, there is some something to be gleaned from those numbers. However, they must be um, viewed in a proper context. Namely, if a school has gone on a, a massive marketing campaign to attract applications, to boost its just number of applications, perhaps let's say by making test optional, for example, um, perhaps some students who, if they, they knew they had to submit a score and didn't fall within the range of that school's offering, would not have in the past applied to that school. Perhaps they're now applying to that school. doesn't mean their admit rate is greater for that student, but if you then have that many more applications and you're still admitting the same number of kids, I'm not so sure that it makes that school necessarily more competitive or does it make that school perhaps have a, a boon in applications? So, it needs so, to be digged into a little bit, some of these statistics. So anyway, the trend... Or, or Doug. Or Doug. What I said, Doug. <laughs> yeah. I just got away. <laughs> Sorry. So, so let me give a few examples here. So, so basically um, what we're talking about is that there's a difference between test optional applications and test optional admit, admittances, you know, kids who actually get admit, admitted by going test optional. It's catchy. And, um, and one of those... Um, one of those cases, and we, we talk about this frequently, is Northeastern. Now, in the old days, when Northeastern, like when I was growing up outside of Boston in the 90s, Be nice. very nostalgic, um, Northeastern admitted something like 90% of its applicants, like literally, like if you couldn't get into any college, you went to Northeastern. Fast forward to today, Harry... <laughs> we have some good mornings in the chat. Okay. Fast forward to today and North, and, and Northeastern. Oh, he comes. He comes. <laughs> I have the same mic you guys. Oh. <laughs> this camera. Harry. Don't do start secrets. Over? Should we start over? So, so today's uh, the admissions rate we have for 19 live viewers. Okay. Today. <laughs> good morning to all 19 of you. Today. Woo. You know what's happening today? Northeastern. Uh, their admissions rate is now 7%, which is identical to that of Northwestern's. Right. So they went from 90 to 7. And, and, and part of that has to do with their gaming, the ranking system. So they received something like 91,000 applications last year. Uh, I don't know if they've disclosed how many were submitted test optional. But that's what these colleges are doing. They're getting more and more applications so they can reject more people, but they're not necessarily admitting more people who are not submitting their test scores. Right. So we, we've been saying this for a long time, that um, you know, test scores are important. Uh, we don't always recommend to each of our one-on-one -on -one clients that they should submit them to every school that they're applying to. But understand like the, the, the context, as Pearl was saying, is that when you're applying to college, the admissions officers are looking at a range of factors, usually anywhere from 20 to 25. Three of those, typically are your GPA, your your course load, or your rigor, and the, the, the third one has to do with your test scores, right? So if you take that away, that component, that makes everything else, your GPA, your rigor, and then all the other stuff, like your you know, leadership, you know, recommendations, et cetera, the other 20-odd factors, they become much more important. So if those aren't superior to your competition, not to the other kids you know from high school or you know your own little friend group, but they're not superior to the, the you know the world. 
then you're not necessarily going to do yourself a favor by going test optional. It's not going to really help the cause. Right. And then, of course, well, so in any case, the trend is that the test optional is going to wane and perhaps be available only at fewer at fewer schools. Uh, but nonetheless, test optional is um, the inference when you do not submit the scores is that you did not do well. You know, nobody doesn't submit double negative um, a I, fabulous score. Can I just add something? Sure. Harry, why do you put the clothes on me <laughs> sipping coffee but not when I'm talking? Because <laughs> it's, <college, laughs> it's college coffee talk. There's coffee and there's talk. I, I was, get every sip zooms in. <laughs> so it keeps it awkward. So awkward. Especially if you dribble. Uh, when I dribble. It's nice. an editing technique. Nice. You're like the Quentin Tarantino of college coffee talk. Thank you. The Facebook Live. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not the YouTube cause coffee. <laughs> okay. Uh, any other trends or observations? Yes. Um, go ahead. Uh, the trend for the legacy factor mattering is unfortunately going away. It is mattering less and less if you have. Well, unfortunately, if you happen to have that connection. All right, I guess you shouldn't opine one way or the other. For better or for I, worse. I hope to God Sammy gets into Cornell. Yeah, I do too, but. But it sounds like the chances are less great uh, as a result of my being a legacy there. Um, yeah, so the legacy trend is waning. Less important if you went to a school for your student applicant's uh, chances of getting in. That was another trend. Unless you went to Harvard or... Just talking about trends. Notre Dame. Right. Don't, I mean, don't, don't, don't pinch it, hold me. Well, I'm just, one or two schools. I am rounding out the discussion because I think Notre Dame admits uh, 25% of its kids from legacy status. And at Harvard, there was an interesting, this wasn't actually from the conference, but um, out of all the white guys and girls that Harvard, that Harvard admits, 50% of the whiteies. And I'm not saying this to be racist because I like white people. I, you know, I think everyone should have a white friend. Um, but 50% of the white guys and girls who were admitted were legacies. I'm sorry, 50% of the non-athlete uh, were, were, were legacies. So um, who knows if that's going to change? Now, there is a, uh, a case before the Supreme Court as we speak. Um, They're pretty you, busy these days. Have you seen that opinion leaked yet? About, the, about college admissions? Okay. You're, you have nothing to, to do with the other one? I will not affirm or deny. Okay. Well, I will... I won't say... I will change the discussion. I'm just going to say... Never mind. Um, any other takeaways? Well... Those are good um, ones. I had those, that, that last one also. Okay. So, um, for those of you who are even aware that there are FAFSA changes coming down the pike, those changes were originally scheduled to take effect in the 23-24 school year or aid year. <laughs> However, um, I guess, thankfully, those changes will not be go into effect until the 24-25 aid year, which means for that aid year, it is the 2022 tax return that prevails. So those of you can get out there and do tax planning accordingly, as opposed to had it started for the 23-24 school year. Really, guys? Um, 
You know it's not a year. Okay. It's about it, tax it would have been the 2021 tax year, which uh, that year has come and gone. So if there were planning things that were needed, that could have potentially jeopardized. Um, so it, those some of those big changes in the FAFSA that are expected for 24-25 are one, Namely, if, if you are in a divorce or a separated situation, the custodial parent is going to be the parent who claims the student on the tax return. That is currently not the case. Currently, it is the parent with whom the student resides with greater than 50% of the time. So that will cause some issues if there are well-settled separation and or divorce agreements that have established which parent is claiming who on the tax return. This will certainly have a profound effect on the resulting financial aid award. Can I ask a serious question sure. instead of just interrupting with giggles that I can't control? Go for it. Okay. Um, these changes that were initially slated for next year, mm -hmm. are all of them being pushed off or just some being adopted? Um, it's my understanding from this conference that they are all being yeah. pushed off till the 24-25 school year. Okay with the 2022 tax return prevailing for that eight year. Got Just it. want to underscore so the that. Divorce, so, so previously with, the, with divorced families, separated families, a custodial parent was defined differently. And that's- That's changing. Change. Yeah, that's changing. And another huge change that affects many, many people are the number of children you have as students in college at the same time. Currently, if you have multiple children in college at the same time, your EFC, your expected family contribution, as determined by the FAFSA computation, um, determines whether you're need eligible or not for federal aid. If you have multiple children in school, it divides that EFC by the number of children you have in school. So if you had one kid in school, perhaps you don't qualify for financial aid, but if you have two kids with all other things being equal in school, at the same time, that EFC will have and then likely show both of those students qualifying for aid. That is going away in 24-25 aid year. They are no longer going to credit those with multiple children. It's just going to be as if it's based on everyone having one student in college. So what will the change to the EFC be? It's not going to divide or it's not going to be divided by the number of kids Wrong. you have in school. It's the student aid index in 24. Oh, all right, that too. Right. A new acronym for everyone to learn and never EFC, memorize. Right. That's another, <laughs> right. That's another big change for the Department of Ed. They're getting rid of the expected family contribution because, that, because the word expected puts put so much pressure on people, apparently. Or it's misleading, and they're replacing it with the student aid index. So much friendlier. The SAI. Big change, right? From EFC to SAI. We have a... Uh... College Call We Talk High, 24 live viewers right now, so I think we should get some questions in chat. Thanks, Harry. No, um, why don't we get some questions in chat? Do you want to read them? <laughs> Once they're there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're just saying hypothetically. If someone has, well, that's, that's, that is a good point. If anyone has a question that they would like to have answered live. Well, Christina said, good morning, what's new? That's the question. <laughs> it's so open-ended. That was a few minutes ago. Though. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're trying telling to you what's new. Yeah, we're trying to cover we're that. Get into it. Hey, what's new with you? <laughs> we started adding the sip cam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sip cam and and accompanying giggling. Oh, she says, I guess I am happy for the delay because by 24, 25, we will only have one in college. Right. Thanks for the update. Sure. Winky face. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Winky. Good. Good. All right. So let me, um, uh, I, I had a very interesting, um, I thought it was interesting, very interesting takeaway from a colleague of mine who I met, uh, who is a college advisor and he's also like a, just a coach in general, um, who works out of Salt Lake City, I think. And, uh, he said that he teaches his kids to look at the, the art of applying to college and going there as you're the one actually hiring the college, meaning um, you're going to pay all this money. You're hoping to you know, spend a lot of time there and you're hoping to get something out of it more than what, what you put in. So he, you know, he very much is in the same, on the same, uh, I guess, page as we are in terms of treating this, the whole process as a, as a business. Just, just from a different angle. And a business investment. Exactly. So just the way if you were hiring an employee, you would hope, you know, if you own, if you own your own business, a lot of our clients own their own businesses. Um, if you, you know, were hiring someone, you'd hope that they would produce something for you, right? Otherwise, why would you hire them? Or if you were do, if you were purchasing a home, you would certainly have your home inspected before you bought it. Okay. That's not what you said, but that's... No, but I'm saying it's a still, it's a very big ticket item, similar price point, potentially what you're investing in a home, investing in a college um, career. Okay. That's fine. We can each have Just, our own you know, analogies. due diligence of sorts. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but, the, but the business aspect of it is all about getting that return on investment, meaning, you know, hopefully getting more out of it than what you, what you put in, which is debatable at, at, the, at the very least. Yeah. And getting it for the lowest price possible, which is obviously uh, something that we focus on. Oh, look, College Coffee Talk dog is in, uh, cookie is in, the, is in the studio. I can only imagine what she's going to do to run the camera. <laughs> okay, danger. So anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting um, in terms of um, uh, you just kind of thinking about how things, how healthy thought processes, that, you know, before you plunk down all this money, because we see so many people just kind of um, unflinchingly just do whatever it takes to send their kid to a certain school, and that's sort of the end of the, of the thought process, yeah. not about, well, what's going to happen next, right? Um, you were in some discussions about the PLUS loan, right? W weren't there a lot of people, or weren't you sort of um, going back and forth about um, some advisors giving advice on the plus loan versus your approach and versus another one of our colleagues out here on the island? Uh, well, just from a, you just can't, just from a, the standpoint of you can't assume people's philosophies about spending money. Um, and you can't presume whatever I would do for my own family is something that you would do or a client would do. Uh, in other words, there are people who are of significant means and income that may not be of the philosophy of, oh, I'll just take all the money I have or I'll borrow anything that I you know have to to send that student, my child, to the most expensive school, for example. Um, well, and, and a lot of the discussion, that, what, what I, just to reframe this, a lot of the discussion... To. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of the discussion was about, well, I always, you know, talk them out of this, this. It was almost right. like they're being parents. Exactly. And we are in the advice business and we always give our advice, mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean we substitute our own biases. No, for I think that's inappropriate. Yeah, well, I think it's inappropriate I, yeah, too. I was surprised because it's very paternalistic. It is very paternalistic and it's inappropriate. It really is. 
but thought it was strange. Anyway. That was awkward. Uh, yeah. Lol? I was just trying to find our page, oh. but go ahead. Okay. No, that was it. And then there were there are families um, that don't have the means that will borrow the entire thing to send their kid to whatever school the student wants to go to. Um, irrespective of cost and other financial aid packages offered. And again, it's a very personal, subjective choice. And whatever I would personally do is really irrelevant to um, what anyone else decides amongst their family in a private choice decision uh, to do. What's, diff what's good for one family is, good for is not what's good for another. Yeah, I think of our role is to give people the best advice we can so that they can make their own decisions. Yeah, here are your choices. With their eyes wide open. Um, but it's their decisions. That's not ours. And uh, I can certainly, I've, you know, just recently off the top of my head, I can think about a few different discussions I've had with people like, wow, you're really going to spend $55,000 a year that you can't afford because your house is in foreclosure to send your daughter to the school that she really wants to go to, to then become a teacher or, or a, right. um, a, a specialist teacher to possibly make $40,000 a year with right. $300,000 worth of debt, I would recommend she look at some other schools. And the response was, I know, but this is really what she wants. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, just so you understand everything, uh, I, I, would, I feel like it's my fiduciary duty to, to tell you about that. Not to, you know, lecture and right. put my hands on my hips or, you know, purse my lips up and, and uh, start pointing my finger at them. I mean, there's a, there's a difference. There is, right? yes. Because I think we're all adults and we're all capable of making our own decisions. Mm -hmm. And we are certainly happy to share our opinions, even if not exactly solicited, like I'm doing now. But um, not judging, not in a judgy way. At least to their faces. All right. I see some questions. If you guys have any questions, pop them in. Um, let's see. Hello to Deborah Sperling, The Voice. Hello to Tony Ann. Tony Ann, I owe you um, a little bit of uh, appeal work. I actually have it waiting for me right when we get off the air here. Um, Rob Basma, if I'm pronouncing that somewhat accurately, what are some legal ways to increase cost to increase cost of attendance to avoid tax penalties for over awards? What? Well, um, we don't deal with legal ways, Rob. This is no. Uh, the increased cost of attendance. The only way to do that is through the college. Like there, there's no there's no way that a, um, um, a consumer or a student or a family could increase the cost of attendance that I know of. No, that's totally determined by the school. Cost of attendance is room, board, plus tuition, plus fees. That's what it is. You've and, it. and over awards. It's not really that, that common to get um, hit with a tax bill for over-awards, so that's probably another reason why that'll never really uh, um, work. Um, another question from Rob. All right, good. Do you have any experience with families using federal vocational rehabilitation programs to fund college? I've read about that. I don't have any direct experience about that. I, I don't think you do either. No. Yeah, interesting. But that, that is a interesting strategy. Um, all right, well... You have anything else you want to add? Any wit and wisdom? No. All right, let me just do a quick couple of promotions. Harry, I don't know if you can use your little fingers to pop a link in chat, but um, running summer boot camps this summer at lockwoodcollegeprep.com slash boot camp. And we have a low price now that goes up uh, June 1st. 
And we just added a big bonus. So let me run you through what is covered by the bootcamp and then uh, we'll talk about the bonus. So the bootcamp is for rising seniors, class of 23, 23 kids. And it's basically a way to get everything done, applications, essays, college lists, you name it, done this summer before school starts again in the fall. Because the last thing you want to have in the fall is essays and applications yep. hanging over your heads. So it's um, a series of presentations that are going to be given roughly um, twice a month, Monday nights for anywhere from a half hour to an hour each, supplemented by live office hours, which will be virtual and in the office, depending on where you're logging in from. And um, uh, oh, and the opportunity to work uh, at most of those office hours with an actual live college admissions officer from the metro area, which I think is a huge benefit. Uh, you also will be able to get use of all of our tools that we use to make sure that the college list is balanced, meaning that you will get into most of the schools that you apply to, unlike a lot of kids who did not have that experience last year. Um, it also is a way to help identify colleges that are likely to give merit aid. So if you don't qualify for need-based aid, which a lot of our clients don't, there's still there's actually more money out there that's for other purposes, for merit aid. So we're, that, that's big, a big part of the advice given at the boot camps. And the hot early action uh, bonus that we just offered a couple of days ago is anyone who signs up before June 1st gets their financial aid applications prepared for free by hers truly, Pearl FAFSA Warrior, sorry, Financial Aid Warrior Lockwood. <laughs> um, and that alone could pay off for, for the for the boot camp because um, a lot of people screw up the forms. They don't yeah. get a, the, the aid they should have gotten otherwise. Frequently, you're in a position to identify strategies yeah. that'll help get more money. Negotiating uh, the awards. I help negotiate yeah. the uh, the awards, which uh, a lot of times results in, in more money if there's a valid uh, negotiation argument to be to be had. So it's a pretty comprehensive uh, boot camp. It's our seventh annual one. This is the first time we've kind of stretched it out to all these different sessions over the summer. But the gist of it is it's a way for kids to get all their applications and essays buttoned up, done, to help them stand out. In a sea of sameness, you know, I mentioned earlier, North, Northeastern had 91,000 applicants this year and admitted only 7%. Uh, a lot of our kids, for whatever reason, got into Northeastern this year. I don't know how many actually are going, mm -hmm. um, but we didn't see any type of weird results with that school this year. So I think that's good news. Um, and all this can be done without mom screaming or threatening the kids all summer. Uh, that, that's really the gist of it. Yeah, peace of mind goes a long way. Without raising your blood pressure. Send off sip. <laughs> uh, intern Harry's uh, suggesting that we do a send off sip. College coffee talk closing sip. Okay. Are you ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready. Be All right. a fabulous week. Yes. Thanks for joining us. And uh, don't keep us a secret. Feel free to share this, this information with anyone you think could use it. If you have any questions, pop them in here. If you're watching this on replay, because we, we will get in and answer those too. Have a great week. Mm. That's good coffee. Thanks for listening to the College Planning Edge podcast. For more information about our inner circle group coaching 
membership, which is a great way to dip your toes in the water of the whole college planning morass um, and get access to our double secret software, College Guru software that helps you create a strategic list of colleges and identify fat, juicy, merit aid and need-based aid opportunities as well as some other benefits. Check out the Lockwood Inner Circle at LockwoodInnerCircle.com and use the coupon code PODCAST for 50% off the first month's membership. Thanks for listening.